Today's episode is brought to you by Sutler is a crowdsourced, hyper-localized app that rewards local users exploring their local community. Sutler lets local businesses connect directly with their best customers. Locals, sharing time-sensitive deals and exclusive Sutler specials only offered on Sutler. Locals know best, not an algorithm. Sutler, trust local. You're listening to Real to Real with Coach Herb and B, a podcast that brings you community and culture with your host, Coach Herb and B. What's happening, y'all? It's Coach Herb here, and I'm joined by my homegirl, B. And hey, you guys. The band is in the background. The infamous give all the good questions guy that he is <laughs> you know i love how he you don't us, know how to introduce this man every time well, he, well, he, you know, because because he keeps us on our toes so you know i gotta give him like a given a little in, different intro all the time just like every every show it it's, a, it's a nice different intro yeah, ben. yeah. <laughs> keep yeah. it fresh <laughs> i can't I can't say hey it's red in the background all the time you know <laughs> we gotta switch it up a little bit so and um, we're joined by a special guest this evening, um, and her name is like, hey, and I hope um, she's hopefully going to get here soon. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't want to get get. Um, she's sitting backstage right now, oh, relaxing she's backstage? in the green okay. room. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like like Herb's ready to jump in with both feet. How about I? That's what I was about to say. (laughs) Bring Lekay into into the studio. Bring Lekay into the into the the party. Got it. Well, hello, how are you? I was just enjoying my uh, drink backstage. Um, The green when you have it set up is just welcomely welcome and lovely. So thank you. you. Thank How you. was the grapes and all that stuff? All the fresh fruit <laughs> that we have back there. Perfectly sweet and ripe and all that. Yeah, straight from the islands. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to welcome, the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, you're just gonna tell, uh, give us a quick story of your background, and um, so all the, the audience will know who you are and where you're from. Mm-hmm. Okay. My name is Lakay Umba. I am a headshot, branding, and portrait photographer. I've been a photographer for over 20 years when I think about um, how long I've been doing it. Um, Wow. Yeah, and I've shot everything from weddings, real estate, newborns, babies, what else, concerts. I I pretty much have done everything. That's the only thing that I've done since um, I graduated from college. And I have no other skills, so... (laughs) So I have to stay as a photographer. Stay in the business. Yeah, I got to stay. It sounds like you got all the skills. It's, I mean, that's a lot to actually think about, like photographing, right? Because that's a whole, that's a whole, that's a lot. Well, yeah, (laughs) you can do pretty much everything. Like you can photograph, Mm -hmm. you know, structures, people, Mm -hmm. locations, all of that stuff. Yeah. You know. Mm Yeah, it didn't happen all at once. It was kind of um, organic. So my very first um, job after college, I went to Hampton University, so I need that to be um, 
the real right. HU. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I've heard that a couple of times. So I, <laughs> I had to put that in there because I don't I want appreciate to... it. Yeah, no, yeah, we yeah. all do. Yeah. But um, so after uh, my senior year of college, I went to um, work at the Walmart and Portrait, uh, the Walmart and Kmart Portrait Studios. I don't know if you all remember back in the day where they would sell like a package for $1.95 yeah. and you would get 105 pictures and they would have, they would, you know, 60 of them were this size. You had an eight by 10 and the five wallets. And mm-hmm. That was my job. That was my very first job. Excellent. And I got really good at taking the pictures quickly. I had people come back to me to have their kids um, photographed every year. They had my own studio area. So that was, that was my first kind of taste of it. And ever since then, I just tried to stay in the photography lane, even though I wasn't always um, working for myself. Um, okay. I took a, a job shortly after I moved to Baltimore. So I, I graduated from Hampton and I went uh, moved to Baltimore and I got a job at Johns Hopkins because the title of the job said photo coordinator, but it had nothing to do with photography whatsoever, <laughs> whatsoever, but it said photo in the name. So I stayed there. <laughs> I can see that now. I'm, I'm yeah. picturing it in my head and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. He was taking x-rays. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes. I worked in ophthalmology. I worked in ophthalmology and <laughs> my, the, the only thing I coordinated was receiving pictures of eyes and eyeballs all day and putting them away. That was my job. But um, excellent. excellent. <laughs> thanks. Did I? Uh, oh, well, let me also say that right now. So I lived in Baltimore for um, twelve years, but I'm back in Virginia Beach um, in the Hampton Roads area. So I've traveled back and forth between Baltimore and DC, and um, also this area down here right. too. Wow. Okay. You've been all over. All over, yeah. Like it's it's only three states. Know. You know, it's only, no, but you know, like it feels like you, you know, know that's that's that's, yeah, a, that's a lot. Of, that's a that's, a big, that's a big space. Yeah, that's a big loop. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, but what you talking about, Herb? You done traveled all over too. Yeah, but like you know, when I was a kid, I don't know if I could do that now. <laughs> I like visiting places, but not. You've been stuck in resting too long, bro. No, I yeah yeah. Yeah, I've been here for a while. Yeah. I've been to New York. Good place to be stuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good place for the kids to grow up. And then once the kids grow up, I think I'll probably get out of here. Where are you now? Hampton. Are you in Hampton? Me? Yeah. Oh, I I live in Norfolk. Norfolk. Okay. Norfolk, Virginia, which is like um, surrounded by water. Well, Norfolk... If you're not familiar with this area, it's kind of like we it's a seven cities type of area. So Norfolk is here, Chesapeake is here, Virginia Beach is here, Portsmouth is here, Suffolk is here. So collectively it's called Hampton Roads, even though the name is kind of dying out. So even though I live in Norfolk, I I easily shoot lots of things in Virginia Beach and Chesapeake and, and all that. It's kind of one big it all fits within like the area of Baltimore. <laughs> and that's like a, yeah. a yacht, a boating area, yachting area. Is that what um, this area is really big for a uh, military military, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Military. We have all the bases here. There's a, there was a kid that went to our local high school that's down there going to school 
and she's playing basketball, but she's also building ships, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yep, you got the shipyard here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. interesting. When she tried to explain it to me, I was like, what? <laughs> so you're going to be building ships and then playing basketball? And she was like, yep. I was like, all right, cool. So I went to North 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 wedding. It was beautiful down there. Yeah. Did like you? Where they like come into, I guess, where the cruise ships and what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a relatively recent development. That wasn't here when I grew up here. We couldn't uh, take a cruise from Norfolk. <laughs> okay. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, we. It was nice. There was. It's not, it's not a bad we, drive to go down there and get on. It wasn't that bad. Um, you know, I ain't driving, so I, I was just riding. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on what time of day. That was the. Um, you know, it's, it's taking a ninety-five quarter between, and I, I'm referencing Baltimore because that's you know that's where I did my uh, growing up basically. Because after college, I went straight to Baltimore, so mm-hmm. it's a four-hour drive from Baltimore and. Unless you take 95, which right. will take you about six, seven, eight hours. <laughs> Unless you right, drive at like right, midnight. Exactly, yeah. So, no, it wasn't bad. And I figured that was close enough so I could, um, my family's from here, so I could get back home when I needed to mm-hmm. be far enough away so people couldn't drop in on me. <laughs> but <laughs> it was good. There you go. There you go. So we're going to get real, and uh, Mr. Ben is going to have the real questions. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> So uh, speaking about your photography, I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, are, what do you personally prefer? I know you said you kind of start out doing the quick shots and families and people coming into the store, but um, you know, doing the um, uh, doing the work that you do now and the you know the multitude of branding uh, shots as well. Do you prefer more abstract, where you don't have to maybe place people and you can just kind of take your time with it, or do you like the the personal touch of being able to do headshots or individual uh, people pictures with actual people? That that's a, a great question. Um, actually, I like to be in as much control as possible. So I have a studio area now and I prefer to take um, portraits and I spend a lot of time planning out the shoot. I speak with my clients about what they're going to wear, what outfits, their hair, what look they're going for. So we have a very big consultation before the shoot happens. And then I plan everything out according to what background they're going to wear and what props they might bring in. And I like to have that kind of control because then I can be consistent with my photography. So every photographer pretty much starts off with taking pictures of flowers and pictures of their kids and all that stuff. But at a certain point, for me, I just felt like the consistency was necessary and being able to have a a consistent place is what I prefer. And I like doing branding because I really love coordinating with entrepreneurs. I love business. I'm not always great at business, but I love talking about business. I love reading about business and I like being in business for myself. So when I meet other people who have that same energy and that same drive, it energizes me. So that's why I kind of enjoy the personal branding aspect. Okay. But I also like taking pictures of, um, I'm doing a 40 over 40 project right now um, for women who are over 40. And I feel like I connect with that for obvious reasons. I'm over 40, but sometimes our culture is like really youth-based and it's been a long time since many 
women have taken the time to pamper themselves in that way or see themselves in a beautiful way that's not just a cell phone picture or a quick grab with their kids, you know, because I really enjoy the transformation. I have a makeup artist. Like I said, we go through the clothes and all that, and we just have a really good time. Wow. So I enjoy helping somebody experience that transformation as well. Oh, cool. Those are my two oh, that sounds like everything I would like to be a part Come of. Come on! Yeah. Right, totally. right. I got right. wait a little bit, just a smidget. Right. Do you go like to different, lo do you like also scout locations to take pictures, or do you kind of like mainly do the studio stuff? Well, I, I used to. I okay. used to. Um, like I said, I've done every kind of photography. Yes. So I used to um, do lifestyle photography. That that would be kind of what's that what that's called. Okay. So you will go out and you know maybe we'll meet at the park and we'll just have people interacting and the kids will be running around and we just kept capture them in their natural element, and that's fine and I like it and I love to get those kind of pictures of me and my daughter. But personally, that's just a little bit more um, stressful for me <laughs> because <laughs> I can't predict um, if other people are going to be there. Somebody's right. dog could get off the leash. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't like all that stuff. I will do it if somebody wants that. But um, it's a and little bit issue. You're not the first photographer I heard say that. Like I've heard <laughs> and, is that, and, and, and I know a lot of photographers have issues it's just with lighting. Too much for me. Right? It's, yeah. So, to take the pictures outside um, is a very specific time of day that you do that. Yeah. So you don't take pictures. I mean, I don't take pictures of like midday outside because the sun is directly overhead. It's not very flattering. You have to have, you know, in the summertime, it gets super hot. So you have to go out at 6 a.m. or 6 p.m., two hours um, after the sun rises or two hours before it sets. Wow. And that's very, very specific. So it's also limiting. If it rains, you can't do the shoot then right. either. So have, for me, having the studio is helpful because I have lights. Sometimes I shoot natural light in the studio, but mm -hmm. if it rains, it's not a problem. I don't have to cancel the shoot. Right. Based on that. Mm -hmm. Great, great. <laughs> but I mean, I, I like the other stuff too. I love looking at it. And oh, yeah. This I mean, I don't. I I, I, I really why I ask because I always, yeah. I always see, like like you said, I always seem to see a lot of pictures where people are doing on lit on location shots. Mm -hmm. um, some of them look fantastic, and some of them not so much. And I, yeah. I always ask about that because, like, you really can't control the weather and the lighting and all that stuff. So that's why I'm always curious to why a lot of people do that. Well, that's a good starting place for a lot of photographers. I started shooting outside, okay. but I also quickly moved into my living room. In every house I've lived in, I've always taken like a, a corner, like a dining room or part of my living room and made it into a photography area because I've always wanted that little bit of control and I just didn't need a dining room, <laughs> you know? But a lot of photographers, um, I didn't mention this also, but I, I teach photography and video at a community college here. So oh, I know I know the steps. We're going to start outside with available light and seeing how much we can do before we decide to invest in the other stuff. So most of the time, people are going to get their start with pictures outside. And, and 
There's nothing wrong with that. It's beautiful. And sometimes, um, this is a little bit of an aside, but on the East Coast, we have a myriad of weather here. Correct. The snow, rain, droughts, hail, <laughs> you know, everything. <laughs> but like sometimes when we're looking online and we see all these beautiful sunset pictures, it'll be on the on the West Coast where all they have is sunshine. 350 days of the year, you know? Basically. <laughs> so you can't take a, best, a bad picture in LA, but you really have to be good to do one on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> to do it in a swampy area. So yeah, so the best okay. photographers come from the East Coast. That's what, what I mean, that's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you do um, work with, uh, when you're doing in your studio and, and mm -hmm with clients that you, um, you know, talk ev through every detail, it sounds like you're not just like, yeah, let's show up and try this. You're very thoughtful. You're very intentional with uh, the way that you're setting things up. So I was kind of interested to see, do you have your own makeup or um, hair contacts that you, you know, connect people with? Or do they kind of say like, oh, I've already got this person who, you know, normally does my hair that I like, I, I trust with my life and has to come and do it or, or you know, and are you a little bit more like rigid? Like, nope, this person, like they really understand like what we kind of need with this shoot and this would probably be the best direction to go with. Well, I find most of the time people don't have any connections. And so I, I do work very closely with a couple of makeup artists who know what styles I like. And that, and that um, collaboration between the makeup artist and the photographer is super important because the client has to like their look and the makeup has to look right. Otherwise the entire shoot is, is ruined. <laughs> because if somebody doesn't like what they look like, that's they're gonna be looking for faults in their pictures. So I have a, a group of talented, maybe not a group, I have two or three talented makeup artists that I work with often. But if somebody were to say, hey, you know, I've been working with this makeup artist for five years and she really knows my face. Even if I hate her makeup, we're gonna go ahead and use their makeup artist because that's what they're, comfortable with and that's how they're used to seeing themselves and if I go and toss the uh cart that's not a that's not a saying but <laughs> it sounded good though it, sounded it did good. it like, sounded oh, I was like oh that's a different that's yeah. mm -hmm. I gotta look that up <laughs> so yeah if I toss the cart then it's gonna mess up the whole shoot so I don't want to do that right and as for hair um most of my clients are black women and they don't mess around with their hair. So well, what, does that, what does that mean? It means they don't that mess around with their hair. Be very like, specific for the people who do not. Okay, I need, I need to let the people know. Because like, it's serious. It is serious because mm -hmm. women have a very close um, relationship with their own hair. Mm -hmm. You know, whether I'm sure if you have short natural hair, you have your, your favorite barber. If you have you daggone right, right, a barber, <laughs> you need a barber, right? Yeah. So I can come in there and and be curling your hair this way when you're used to having it this way. Or if your wrap goes left to right and we put it right to left, it's just not going to work. So right. even though my makeup artist that I work with a lot, she knows how to zhuzh up some hair. So if somebody were to come with um like braids or something, we can do a couple of different looks. But okay. usually nine times out of ten, they know what they want <laughs> in terms of hair. And I'm not I'm not gonna you, you better not mess with that. <laughs> I'm not gonna mess it up. Right. Right. 
<laughs> that's the look they they came with and they probably want so yeah mm -hmm. right i mean there's some there's some times you know you could change things up if you have i've had some clients who have have had beautiful massive afros right. and I photograph that but in terms of getting variety in the pictures that we take maybe the stylist will pin it up or put one side up and put a flower on the side something oh, like cool. that yeah that's cool. that's so cute yes yeah. <laughs> I can't really do that with mine. Sure, we can. Where is the flower going to stick? How about a flower crown? We can do a flower crown. That would make me work with. That's what I was thinking too. What are you thinking that? Flower crown. I gotta get you one now. Mm -hmm. flower, or you could do something because you have a nice elongated neck when you don't have all this hair around you. You can expose the neck and put a little flower here or have really detailed jewelry. You got to stop playing. You out here. Yes. I'm just thinking of. Young's going to be making an appointment down she, there soon. But that's why she coordinates with people and gives them ideas. Mm -hmm. Yep. True. Very mm -hmm. smart, Lakay. Very mm -hmm. smart. Thank you, Coach. So you did mention about teaching uh, photography. And so I was kind of uh, wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that as well and talk about uh, who is it that you uh, uh, that you typically teach? Uh, is it just adults? Is it, do you work with children as well? Um, and what uh, is it for you that really, um, you know, makes you want to teach? Because it's not an easy profession for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's it can be very challenging, but uh, very rewarding in the same in the same breath. So I was kind of right. interested to see what what really uh, brought you to wanting to do that? Um, my mom was an adult education teacher. When I was growing up, I used to have to go with her. She taught adult education to people who needed to get their um, GED, GED um, and then the people who had English as a second language. So I used to go with her on Monday and Wednesday night <laughs> to her classes when I was little, when you could do stuff like that. Um, so I think that probably planted the seed but as I got older, I found that um, I love college age people. They're very impressionable. You know, sometimes they haven't always had people, uh, champions in their life to help push them forward. And um, I like seeing that growth. So I've worked in a couple of different college situations. Right now I teach at a community college and the community college um it has people who are 18 years old and I've had a, a 65 year old student. So it goes anywhere in between that and there. And I have to be able to speak to those um, variety of variety of technology. Uh, what's what I'm saying here? Some people don't know how to use the computer. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you. I was, waiting, I was wondering if you was just gonna come out and say it because yeah. there's no way to get around it when you said yeah, that. It's really gap, true. I was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it is, and and I found it. Um, it's pretty cool because if you have some 18 year olds who you can pair up with some of the other people, there becomes like a um, a good harmony of workflow for them to work right. together. Because it can be frustrating. And I'm, I'm not knocking anybody because the 18-year-olds have been literally using computers since they were born. And yeah. it's not Pretty something yeah. you know that other people have grown up with. So that's a, a challenge for them. But it's also exciting when they're able to 
use it because they can't do film photography. So we have to get over the whole computer issue. Ben, what was the question? Did I answer your question? (laughs) No, that that was perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. You work with adults and you really like doing it because again, you have, they're, you know, especially when they're, uh, for how I took it is that when they're in college, they are, you know, they are actively engaging in education. Mm-hmm. They are there because they choose to be and they mm-hmm. want to learn, which is a great, right. um, a great way to open the conversation about photography. Hey, it's not kids in maybe high school who you're taking this elective just to, you know, you thought it was going to be an easy A and, you know, we just got to get through this together. You oh, are dealing with people well, who are doing it to hopefully be there for fun. There are students who come <laughs> because they think it's an easy A. <laughs> That's very much true. Um, On all levels, right? <laughs> yes, uh, but it's but it's okay though. It's okay. I do, I do find that I'm fortunate that I'm teaching a subject that most people are drawn to and want to actively engage in. So, not that there's anything wrong with math and the sciences and stuff, but some creative types really avoid those classes. So they do come with an open mind. It's just getting them to do the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, yeah. that's not going to change. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Over every generation. Um, I, I was was interested to uh, ask you, so have you ever um, had the opportunity to have any of your artwork in a studio? And if not, um, would you uh, is that something that you're open to? I, you kind of it made me think about this when you were talking about your uh, 40 over 40, and I was like, you know, I think that's great. Your explanation as to why you want to do it, I think that's a great subject matter that people, you know, could really be passionate about and want mm-hmm. to kind of learn more. And so I and I think photo galleries are are something that's that's really nice. It's a it's a great way for people to get out, see something that they don't normally see. So I was kind of interested to see if you've ever experienced that or what you would want to do in that situation. Okay. Um, absolutely. So, uh, at, in May, I skipped over this whole thing. In May, I graduated from Norfolk state. So I have Hampton and Norfolk state. So the people are gonna look at me sideways, but anyway, <laughs> so I graduated from Norfolk state with the MFA in fine arts. And my goal was to do a lot more gallery and fine art photography. But since COVID hit, I was like, well, what am I going to do with the one skill that I have that I need to make money with? Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I um, went head first to open in my studio again. I mean, to having a, a solidified space. Right. But with the 40 over 40 project, part of what I am going to do is at the end of it, I haven't really put a timeline to it, but at the end of it, I do want to have um, a gallery show where all the participants come and they look at their pictures on the wall and maybe a coffee table book or something cool to com- to commemorate the entire experience. But you know, with everything that's happening now, I think the world is opening back up. And so that is what I would love to do, but I just don't know when I'll be able to do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Sure. That sounds exciting though. It does. Because I would like to see that. I would You're like invited. to invited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're invited, definitely. <laughs> so I was, um, when you were speaking about your mom, I, I had a question I wanted to ask you about. And um, with your photography, um, has, I, um, you know, we really haven't heard much about your family life, and I don't want to pry too much, but um, since becoming a mom, has that um, helped you in your 
helped you changed you really in your philosophy for photography or your way of thinking about photography i know obviously from a young age you've dealt with a lot of kids doing photography so that you know working with them probably hasn't really changed but maybe just your perspective on things you know having your own child might might have changed you know what ben my daughter absolutely hates for me to take her picture hates it. <laughs> always has um, she would rather take the phone now. She so she's almost ten, so she's in the whole you know girly stage where she thinks she's cute. So I will come to my phone and just see pictures of her doing selfies, you know. But she will not let me dress her up in all these cute little outfits. Right. I'm dreaming about I have I have boards and pictures I've been clipping since she was a baby of photo shoots I wanted to take. And she won't let me do. Oh. So. And the way that she has inspired me, though, is that I really want her to see me working hard as something that I love to do. And that's what I hope that she's inspired to do. Um, and that's super important to me because I think a lot of people, um, something about the arts that a lot of people shy away from or tell their kids that they can't do it. And I found that a lot in the students that I talk to. So I just want to encourage her to follow whatever passion that she wants. And I think the best way is for me to do what I want to do. And it's not all, and let her see, you know, it's not always easy. And she's been coming to photo shoots with me since she was um, able to be in a carrier. So she's always been, yeah. you know, in a baby carrier with me or she comes wow. to shoots now and she thinks she knows what she's doing. <laughs> let her think that. Yeah, what, yeah. what nine-year-old doesn't think she knows? Right. Now you got a right. you got an assistant right there. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. And I told her it's the family business. Yeah, so. there you That's go. Awesome. <laughs> and my last question is um, a bit of philosophical one, but I also think it. Um, I think as a photographer, you're probably one of the best people to really um, ask this question, but you know, there's the normal saying, uh, a picture is worth a thousand words. So I was kind of interested, um, from your perspective, why, why do you really feel that if people maybe who are big literacy fans be like, no, I can describe, I can describe a picture with, you know, great detail that sometimes if it's out of focus or, you know, someone's moving and you can't quite capture the essence of what's happening in this photograph or whatever, you know, excuses or reasons that people might come up with. But I, as a photographer, I feel like you're probably very, you know, uh, believe very much so in the fact that one picture really can say so much that might not be able to ex be explained. Um, I'm not going to battle with the, uh, <laughs> with the writers of the world. I can't, I can't, you know, come blow to blow with them. But my position is that with photography and art in general, I think that carries the, um, the mood of a generation. So people will look back at the pictures and be able to tell all sorts of things, whether it's portrait photography or not. But imagine all of the pictures that were taken during, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. We have a record of that specific time in history that's never going to come back again, but we have pictures of it, people's faces, and, and you're putting real um, real people with something that will be will go down in history. In terms of portrait photography, if you can think of like looking at your pictures of your grandparents and seeing them in their prime and seeing them at their best, or just you know the pictures you probably have, you know them hanging out at the picnic with their little little Daisy Dukes on at the barbecue, but that tells a lot about their personality and who they were. And I don't know that you can write 
all of that, which I mean, you know, they could argue that you could, but I just feel like photography, portrait photography is something that's going to last generations. You pass that down, your kids will have it and they'll, you know, pass it down to their own, their own kids. If we can get people to print their pictures instead of having everything just being digital, that's the number one hurdle. <laughs> so everybody has their pictures on a computer now and that's not yeah. necessarily archival. So I always try to include products that people can hand down to next generations because I think that's important. I love looking at old pictures of my grandmother. Um, my mom also didn't take a bunch of pictures. So I have a couple of us together, but I think it's important to pass that memory down on. Yeah, go pull oh, out I the photo. photo totally album. agree with you. Yep. Whenever you pull out that family photo album or that family box of pictures or mm -hmm. whatever, you slide right on into that memory and you yes. hold it right there. And sometimes it can make you super emotional and you get, you know, super excited about it or you get sad, but at least it takes you back. And then you, I mean, you sort of feel it, right? You know, because mm -hmm. you have this, this something from that time. Yes. I'm going to piggyback on one of the, that question. So do, do you make your students um, write about some of the pictures that you have them take or do you kind of you like? Um, I do in a way. I hadn't thought about, thought about it just that way. But um, part of the exercise that we do is have them talk about their work. Okay. So a lot of people, you know, students are shy. Everybody thinks they're going to be judged in a negative way. In my class, I try to keep it very open and very um, supportive of people's goals. So part of it is, you know, write about it. Tell me, uh, put together a narrative. That's what I call it. Put together a narrative about what your shoot was about, mm -hmm. why you came up with the idea, how you executed it. And what I've started doing is having them research um historically famous uh, photographers because okay. right now it's very easy for people to continue to just go on Instagram or right. wherever to be inspired by whoever's doing the latest hot thing. But that's yeah. not where you take your inspiration from because if you do, you're just going to look like every other photographer. Yep. Yeah. The same old, same old. Mm -hmm. And some, you know, some people, have not even been open to doing any kind of art or looking at art in that way. So that's exciting to have them do that. Well, that, that, on that note, that really right. ends it right, you know, so. Well, yeah. on that note right there. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. No, I like that. And at the end of every episode, we love to promote small businesses, of course. And tonight you are um, our business of choice. And so go ahead and promote yourself to the fullest. Let everybody know how they can get in contact with you. And here's the floor. Okay. I am Lakay Umba. I have a portrait and headshot photography business. I work with entrepreneurs to help them get their imagery correct for their marketing. And I also take pictures of families and generations and people who just, just everybody who needs to record themselves uh, in pictures. So you can find me on Instagram at Photo, L-A-K-A-Y-E-M-B-A-H photo. And my um, email is info at and I would love to 
have you book a consultation. I have a consultation section on my website that you can just sign up whenever you're free and we can talk about what you want your dream photo shoot to be like. Nice. Oh, nice. I nice. love that. Yeah. Your dream photo shoot. Every photo shoot is a dream. <laughs> That's it. That's my new tagline. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There you go. Free of charge. No, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for, for coming, coming on, Lakay. That was very um, eye-opening for me. Mm -hmm. and um, appreciate you um, letting us come into your Slide. world and, and see, yeah, see, see your photography style and all of that stuff. And Thanks, this was I was always, always curious about studio versus mm -hmm. outside and outdoors and, and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, so. You guys got to come down and take a tour when the world opens back up. When I have the world opens back up, hopefully. You ain't got to tell us. We'll be later. right down there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. It, it ain't a, it, as Herb said, it ain't a bad drive, huh? Right. It ain't, it ain't a bad drive. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Until on that note, guys, um, would like to say peace and thank you for coming. And thank yes, you for thank you, us thank you, thank show. you. All right. The Real to Real podcast is presented by Herbert Williams Beffo and Bianca Miskaitis. Our producer is Ben Runyon. Our technical director is Nick Patry. Audio and video lead is Megan Kotner. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Real to Real and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else podcasts are found. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. It's been real with Coach Herb and B.